Better listen very carefully. A good martial artist does not become tense, but ready. Essentially, at this point, the fight is over. So you pretty much flow with the goal. Who is worthy to be trusted with the secret to limitless power? I'm ready. I'm excited. Why's that? We have an apparel sponsor, Parry Athletic. Such good gear. It's incredible. I've been enjoying it. Bro, George came through, messaged us on the Instagram, said he's been following our program for ages. He's getting stronger and more mobile. And he's got this cool gear company called Parry, and he wants to send us some stuff. And he told me that his mission was to create the best pair of training shorts ever. Yeah, he wanted something that he could lift and roll in that could accommodate thick, muscular thighs and hips. And that suits us. Speaks to us. Also, what I like is I love the colorful design. It actually looks really cool. I am the most colorful dude on the mats these days, hands down. Yeah, you get that kind of expression feel. A lot of other jiu-jitsu gear is kind of a bit boring. Yeah, it's all like grays and blacks and shit. This stuff is the color and the vibrancy. It makes you stand out. The thing that I've loved about it is just it feels good. It feels good. It looks good. And you, ladies and gentlemen, can get a discount if you go to parryathletics.com. When you go to check out, put in the code BULLETPROOF20 and you get 20% off. Oh, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another Bulletproof for BJJ podcast. Does lineage matter? Um, Jiu-jitsu, elitism, and snobbery. This has come up a couple times. A book title. Oh, it's a book. Yeah, it could be a book. Start writing it. Yeah, people, you know, people who are from a very good uh, lineage won't buy it. But uh, <laughs> No, it's funny because I, I think you see this more and more. Different gyms will have photos. And we were talking about who's influential uh, in jiu-jitsu. And people are like, well... Jigoro Kano and, you know, like, you know, do I track back to Helio Gracie and... Helio's mum. Whose coach was whose coach, <laughs> right? And the, the thing is, actually, this was brought up, I think, a little while ago, actually by you, because uh, myself and Adam were, were talking about training in Brazil, training with Fabio Gogel, and you're like, it doesn't matter. Like, you're like, what's it matter? And... I think it would be good to have this discussion today because there's a lot of people out there who are like, well, my coach's coach's coach is, you know, Kalinos or whatever. And, and I think there's many more factors that can determine your jiu-jitsu. But for the long time, this, is, this was your pedigree, right? Yeah, it was. Yeah, the lineage thing. I, I, think, <clears throat> I think for the traditionalists, you know, who are running gyms, they're probably, it's like trying to, you know, hold on to water. In terms of trying to maintain the importance of lineage, because at the end of the day, they're just a series of individuals, and like if an individual is flawed, an individual is flawed. Of course, like it doesn't right, and it doesn't. So it doesn't speak to, you know, like you can have your your belt from someone of a great lineage. It really doesn't say anything about it. You can meet someone who's like just training in their garage with someone they know, and there's no belts, and they will fuck you up. True, in that pure kind of. Jiu-jitsu sense. Yeah, I guess the difference... I mean, I think it mattered more earlier in Jiu-Jitsu's evolution. Yeah. Because... It kept legitimacy. It did. Or it indicated legitimacy. Well, there was a quality to it. In the same way, you know, people spend a lot of money to go to top-level colleges or universities around the world. Because if you're from there, whether it's, you know, wherever you are in the world, you obviously... It took, like, jiu-jitsu is not the same. It was a standard. Yeah. It's like, oh, you graduated from that? You must be a tough motherfucker. Yeah. Same like, oh, you're, you're a black belt under that guy? 
wow, that guy doesn't give anyone black belts. Yeah. So then – It's true. Yeah, that, that definitely something exists. something to that. Uh, but I think now what, what has changed, and this is what I wanted to talk about, is I think when I look at the business model of jiu-jitsu, lineages turned into franchises. Yeah. And that's where it became diluted. Or like affiliates. Affiliates. And, yeah. and so initially you're like, oh, Gracie Baja, that was the number one team for a period of time in the world. And then they went, you know what? We can come up with a business model where we just put this all over the world. Yeah. And there is a lot of great Gracie Baja gyms, but I think what has been openly acknowledged around the world is that after that period of time, the kind of like early 2000s, 2010-ish, there was a point at which they weren't the championship team anymore and they were more renowned for this, um, not cookie cutter, but definitely the franchise, like – you do 10 minutes of this, 10 minutes of that. Very systemized. Yeah, very systemized. And, and maybe that's, that doesn't work for everyone. No, yeah, I mean, th- yeah, that's right. It's a, I mean, that's the thing with franchises generally, isn't it? It's a great way to get a brand out there and for it to grow. And there's benefit to that. Like you could argue that that grows jujitsu. Brand recognition. Yeah, like having this powerful jujitsu franchise is like, or, or affiliate model, whatever, is like boom, 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 they boom. They have systems as well. Yeah, however... Does McDonald's make the best hamburger? <laughs> no. No. It's just delicious because it's the same one that you get at every shop. Yeah, but there's something so to consistency. Pros, pros and cons. There's something to the consistency, right? And, and the belonging. And we've, we've talked about stuff yeah. like that. But this is what I want to say relevant to the franchises. I believe lineage mattered when there was sacred knowledge. Yes. It was like... And it was back in... A, it was pre-internet days where a lot yeah. of this shit came out. So there was no way to verify, right? No. So, and you had that shit. Like, you look at um, McDojo life and stuff. Sure. Martial arts was full of these fucking charlatans who still, were like, still kind of is. I'm a fucking, uh, you know, hypercolor belt in <laughs> Shinwu Fuxu. <laughs> you know what I mean? Fucking pay me and I'll fucking teach you the ways kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, 100%. And so, in a way, that was jujitsu were like, well, hey, we actually have this lineage thing where you can trace back every, you can trace back someone's belt. And that was very important then. It was. And, and I definitely believe that it, certain there were certain eras where certain gyms... Oh, Shinwu fucks who you are, bro. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> My God. <laughs> Tiger Claw. <laughs> Panther <laughs> Fist. <laughs> My goodness. I did a bit of Kung Fu back in the day. I know what's up. Strong Panther Fist right there. Um, but I think ultimately uh, what I mean by that sacred knowledge, the internet has democratized technique. Like you don't actually have to, provided you can learn that way, you can watch a video and practice it with your mate. It's not secret. No. You know, like there's, in the same way, even with universities now, universities put their courses online. If you're some genius kid and you want to, you can't afford to study at MIT, but you're smart as shit, you download their course and just study the fuck out of that and look at you, you can, you can build, uh, you know, generative AI. But I mean, Ultimately, what I think about when I first started jiu-jitsu, there was Gracie Mag. So you got to have a look at like a, a five-stage picture of a technique. You're like, whoa, oh my blood. Yeah. Oh my God. And, and then, you're like, hang on a second. How the fuck did they go from picture three to picture four? Oh, like, What's what? happened there? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a bit of mystery, right? Yeah. And then you're like, oh, I'd love to go train with that person. Then they can explain it to you. And so that's that made it in, insanely more valuable. Whereas now... It, but, you know, Instagram, everything, people are posting techniques. Like it's not for lack of knowledge now. It's more like 
how effectively are you implementing it? And I think this is what's changed. It's not that, oh, this person has the best closed guard system and you can't get that anywhere else. No, you probably just get their, get their instructional on BJJ Fanatics or before that it was Budo videos yep. and there was many other kinds of ways to consume the info. But I think what we have seen now is this new school movement, which is lineage is not cool and actually it's cooler to be unknown you know not associated and come through and just trounce everybody yeah well i think i think uh, i mean so one thing i'm considering here is that we had the age of information right and i don't know when that when that started but that i'm guessing it was i don't know 80s 90s like what, it, what do you what do you mean you mean in terms of i've i've, I've heard of people refer as basically a time when information generally wasn't easy to come by so that was where you had specialists in fields and university educated and whatnot but then with the internet all of a sudden there is now no no longer a lack of information i I, I personally believe that the internet didn't become you know but this is just you know i'm 40 years old so i didn't you know i i didn't really experience the internet and computers till i was like an early teen whereas a lot of people just grew up with the internet a lot of but, counts. <laughs> but no 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 but the truth is like even in the 90s no one was using the internet like it wasn't until the dot-com boom the 2000s yeah and then early 2000s that people like oh we can really make money on this we can not just have a business page it's like this can interact with people and yeah wikipedia youtube like that's yeah. right the early you internet wasn't you don't about have to go to an encyclopedia in, that's right and but, but we needed to right as kids like you had to do a school assignment you're like i better fucking see what it says in the encyclopedia the learning was much more analog yeah so in that way like i think that you know and so this this sort of jiu-jitsu evolution was from a time when information was hard to come by yes now there's no longer a lack of it we've got more information than we know what to do with Exactly. Right? Uh, I've heard some refer to, uh, say that we're now in the age of entertainment. Yes. Right? Yes, we are. Um, so then when I think about what you see in jiu-jitsu, which, I, you know, I know we've seen this here in Australia, where what was once the domain of a few key big affiliate gyms, Gracie Humaita, Gracie Baja, um, I don't know, fucking another couple. Well, I mean, there was a time when Roots was like a very big right? gym, right? Roots was big, yep. Um now it's like you don't need to be with them. You don't need if you want to open a gym. It used to be safer to go under the banner of a big gym. Whereas now it's actually like I'm just going to call it Joey Jiu Jitsu, yeah, and fucking let's have a sick time, yeah, for sure. And there's something in that where it's now become like there's no, it doesn't like the big the big Barrier banner. Entries. Well, yeah, it doesn't present a huge benefit, not necessarily. Where because I think Jiu Jitsu maybe is popular enough. Do you know what I mean? That it can that it can just your gym can stand up on its own merits. That is true. So there's just I I agree with you. That but I think you can break it down in different ways. So there's there's probably three major component parts. One is we've seen the benefit of the franchise and and the big name uh, like lineage. Like that guy is the the son of the father of the you know the uncle of. So and so. I mean, that's pretty cool too, right? Yeah, to go and amazing. train at Cron's Academy, and you're like, "Holy shit, this is Hickson's son!" Like, not throwing shade. Like the the lineage yeah. piece can be fucking awesome. Yeah, and 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 I think that, it, but partly with that, that is, um, it's almost like placebo effect. 
you're like, I learned this technique from Cron Gracie. Mm. Where it's like, I learned this from Joey Jiu Jitsu. Yeah. It, it doesn't sound quite as, it's not, it, it doesn't have the same cachet. Like if I say, oh, I learned, like, you know, people are talking about the smother choke that, you know. Um, I told it to Gordon. But that yeah. Gordon, you know, like the guys from New Wave are doing, right? Right. Uh, I, I saw Fabio Gugel do it to Adam. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> like just belly, sweat, dark room. You know, just smother tap people. It's not new at all. It's just people are, oh, wow, what an innovation. It's not an innovation. There's no, I guess like anything in human knowledge. It, Nothing's it, new. Yeah, it's just cyclic. When is it popular? When is it not? But what I want to say is the popularity of jujitsu has enabled people to do this. Whereas before, I don't think you could do that. Like, so there's this, this. Do what? Uh, just be anyone and open a gym. Because oh, people right. didn't give a shit before. They're like, well, who are you? You're not a world champion. Yeah. You're, you're yeah. not that good. Why should I learn from you? Yeah. Whereas now it's like, oh, I just want to learn jujitsu. I don't care where I go. So I think that's part of it. I think the other thing too is the natural growth of generations. If I think about when I started and how many black belts there were, and then those black belts who ran their schools, they've had a full generation of people go to their black belt and now they run schools. And now they've got colored belts coming up, you know? And so it just multiplies out, multiplies out, multiplies out. Yeah. It's, it's like the opposite of like a uh, population growth problem. Like we have many nations where population growth is declining. That's not a problem with jujitsu. <laughs> no, no, it's <laughs> not know, a big upswing. There's, there's more and more black belts having more and more schools and it's just fanning out crazily. The thing that I wanted to say, which I, f I feel is interesting is we consume knowledge in lots of different ways in the world, but jujitsu is slow to catch up. This is why I say that. So if we look at BJJ fanatics as a just, it's not a progression, it's just a continuation of what Budo video was, which was online learning. The progression or the next step on that is sub-meta, where Lachlan Giles actually asks you questions to see if you're paying attention. <laughs> like you've just watched 10 minutes of videos, which one of these is the right answer? Which hip position is right here? You're like, oh shit, I, was I... Fuck, I can't remember. Like you, you actually have to think about it. But in truth, that's just a really basic university quiz. Oh, we did the lesson. Okay, A, B, or C. Yeah, and if you just go to Reddit, you can get all the answers anyway. <laughs> True. <laughs> but then that like, but the funny thing is when Lockie and I talk about it, if that, I, I talked to him about it uh, not that long ago, if that's the state of the art, then jiu-jitsu is not that sophisticated in terms of learning. Right. I think the change has been that more people are at home and I know this is not your mode, Joseph, studying. People like watching videos, they're analyzing, they're thinking more. And so they're coming to class prepared. Not everyone, but more people are doing that. Just by yeah. indication of how big the industry is for the online learning component of jiu-jitsu. Yeah. And so your instructor doesn't even need to know all that info. You've just got to want it and learn it. And then you bring it to class and you do it. Potentially, yeah. The instructor just has to facilitate your process and that's right. Make sure you're having a good time and yeah, yeah. that's exactly right. And, and so what I wanted to say off the back of that is I believe... The instructor, your job is to be a sick cunt. Yeah, be mad, be friendly. Just get people involved. Good vibes. Good vibes. Good business culture trumps technical info. Like is greater than... I love, like, your, I love your little you're like my little you're like, I'm saying this. Dude, I had it as a conclusion because I've been thinking about this for about a week now. It's often the way, guys, with the podcast. A topic will kind of come into my brain. I'll kind of research a bit and I'll have a think and I'll be like, wow, 
this is profound, but I'm probably the only person who thinks it. I think back in the day, if you walked into a gym and the instructor wasn't the most technical person, then you might be like, ah, oh, maybe this place isn't that good at jujitsu. Mm. Now, what I believe is that the expectation for a jujitsu gym to be a good business is way higher. So if that instructor is not good at selling people on being there and doesn't provide the encouragement and isn't warm and isn't friendly, when a person's like, well, I don't want to bring my kid here. I don't want to come in here if I just feel like I'm going to get judged and hated on because I'm not a savage. You know, like there's way more people doing jujitsu who are not like hardcore savage people. Yeah. You know, I think there's a greater diversity of people who come to jujitsu. Yeah, normal folks. Yeah, they just want to experience what's going on without having to be like... A, Valij Ismail and <laughs> just want to kill everyone. Yeah, that's the that's that's a little throwback for the oldies there. The young cunts like, what did you just say? Um, Google him. You see two very like different cultures there, right? The first one is almost like a warrior culture, whereby it's like this is the art. We're in feudal times. We're passing on this system. You know, it's lineage, it's tradition, it's life. Like you're here, you're oh, training. So yeah, and it's it's the whole Creonche bullshit. Yep. Don't train anywhere else. You know, full commitment to your team, no matter what. Seppuku Live versus, and die by the master Yeah Versus like what we have now Which is like Hey come and fucking train jiu-jitsu It's awesome Compete It's gonna help you become a better person You're gonna learn some shit You don't have to take it too seriously If you don't want If you do want to take it seriously We've got a comp class You know And um, I think that There's the, I mean Obviously Obviously I, tr I try to use obviously more now Ever since I've listened to Volk In the lead up to this next fight <laughs> He fucking says obviously so much I love it There's friction there Right where it crosses over from the old to the new, because there are places that want to hold on to that warrior thing. Yes, you know the Creonche, the fucking lineage, the whatever it, that appeals to people who like the traditional side of it. Does yeah, and that still exists. Yeah, it still has a place. Yeah, for sure. I, I, but I, I think some of the mystique has been removed. Right in this democratization, some of that mystique of like lineage and stuff. It's like uh, actually, there's not a superpower that's being taught there. No. There's good, like you can get good jujitsu anywhere depending on who's slanging it. That's true. But here I feel this is the, the difference in the modern era of jujitsu. You get concentrations of uh, skill. So at one time, um, a concentration of skill might have been DDS, blue basement. Yeah. Like that was a time. In the same way, I feel that... Like, yeah, it becomes like a hot spot of talent. Yeah, like Alliance headquarters in Sao Paulo when it had like 12 world champions. That was concentrated. Yeah. And you see it even with Checkmatch or like Brotherhood or whatever the school was. At that time, they had many champions. Like GF Team at a certain time when Rodolfo was there. I mean, GF Team still has a lot of great... Um, competitors but what i mean is it's a moment in time like great sporting teams when you get dynasties and you're like holy shit at that time they were the best and then for various reasons this is like kind of the the nature effect of the ebb and flow is that 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 player retires or that person leaves or that coach is no longer involved and it loses its concentration of energy yeah and so what i'd say right now is we're seeing more of like atos like there was a time when uh, the Mendez brothers were part of Atos, and Atos, for very for a small team, was the best team in the entire world. And then the Mendez brothers were like, eh, "We can do this by ourselves. <laughs> Our kids are killing it. They'll be adults in five years. We're going to take the game over." So then they separate, and so then that changes the dynamic there. And what I why do I say this? 
For example, right now, I would say B Team is one of the most welcoming places for people who want to get really good at doing competitive no-gi jiu-jitsu. And you can see that by the amount of people who've come from other teams to be there. Yeah. Because it's friendly. People are welcoming. Like when I, when I spoke to James Smith about it, he was like, dude, they're really relaxed. And I didn't expect that, actually. I expected the environment to be a bit more intense because you see all the social media highlights. You're like, oh, my God. God. For leather. People are getting fucked up. But that's just the highlights. He said because people are training so often, so frequently, the vibe is very chill. And that, that's different to what he experienced at other high-level gyms, and he's trained at many of them. And f- everyone I've spoken to who's been there is like, man, I had such a good time. Like, not only did we train, we had a barbecue afterwards, we lit fireworks, we fired AK-47. Greg put me on his Instagram. Fucking Texas, baby. <laughs> like, you know, they, they, there is definitely something to not only having that really good concentration of skill, but allowing people to feel that they can be a part of it, even if they're a stranger. It's not this, you have to earn your way in here. Yeah. You've got to earn your stripes. And, whereas speaking to a couple of people who train at Henzo Gracie's in Texas, you have to earn your way into that. Oh, Danaher. Yeah. You're not, you're not going to get anywhere near the elite guys training at the Roker gym yeah. unless you, you have proven yourself at Henzo Gracie uh, Austin and that they have to really – Is know, there a Henzo Academy there? Yeah. Ah, okay. Yeah, so that's where – so people think they're going to go train with Gordon. It's like, no. You, you're going to go – join them. You're going to – and you might learn, like Gordon might teach there or maybe um, your boy Tall Handsome. But if you go to, if you go to B – Marangali. But if you go to B team, do you get to train with yeah. Craig? Yeah. yeah I mean, right. I, obviously he can – he can kind of pick who he rolls. Oh, he's fuck, he's in trouble now that I found that out. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> no, I mean, he... No. Tack you're in, you're in trouble, Jamie. He'd, he'd, he'd be like... Oh, oh shit, my flight got cancelled. Yeah, he's, like, he's like, bring the cameras, bring the cameras. <laughs> yeah. Highlight real time. Oh, shit, I forgot the memory card. Sorry about Craig. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I think that... Andre's from, uh, from Vantage just posted a photo of him with Haisam. Oh, man. He's, he's over there. You know, yeah. I mean, good vibes, right? Talking about good business culture, this is... Something that, that they obviously would do a really good job of yes. is just make it a cool fucking place. It's and they sell that, they show that image well through their socials. And I think the lesson from all of this, if you're someone who does care about lineage and you're like, yeah, but I actually do learn from a, a, a pioneer and an innovator in jiu-jitsu, that's awesome. Like that's, there's nothing wrong with that at all. I guess the, the thing that I think about, because I probably cared about this more before, because I did train with someone who I thought was like a bit of a jujitsu god. But then I guess the flip side on that is the person I've probably learned the most from is Lachlan Giles. And if you look at his lineage, it's not fancy. And he, the funny thing is like Craig has said that Lockie's a fake black belt. Like <laughs> he's made fun of him, but Lockie gave Craig his black belt. Do you know what I mean? And so it just, it's, I think jujitsu is far more about relationships and the whole, you know, whatever brand you put on someone doesn't mean anything compared to what they give to you in exchange and, and how they look after you and if they give a fuck about you. Because you can have someone who's great at jujitsu and you think they're really cool and then they just, they just don't care. And that, that's, I think that the, the relationship and how invested they are in you learning is super important and that's what really matters the most. And that's what comes through over time. Who's, whoever graded them to their belt, I feel, has 
its stock has gone down because the info's out there. Ultimately, you, you want your coach to care about you and you don't have to be famous to do that. Yeah, 100. Yeah, man. There it is. There it is, fam. But, you know, hey, fuck, like if you listen to this podcast and you like it, you could, you know, you could totally do this. You could get a nice picture of JT and I printed like one in, in nicely framed each one and then that goes on your that's your lineage yeah you know what I mean like put us up there. I would be fucking you know I'm okay with you doing that and JT's okay with you doing that actually for some of you out there just get two photos of Joey's head and just put two different names underneath yeah because guys see how we're just make the eyes a little bit smaller see how I've got a beard and the neck a little bit see thinner see how my trap what do you mean my traps are bigger more jacked JT Joey there's a difference just putting it out there for some of you just don't don't actually watch YouTube or don't know. And we would be happy to stand by the two stripes that you have on your white belt. Sure. Like, where did you, what's your lineage, bro? <laughs> You'd be like, right there. Man, 250 Listen. episodes of these motherfuckers. That's, that's it. what it took. That's where it's at. That's what it took. Thanks, guys. See you next time. Appreciate you guys. Yeah.